Hello, and welcome to the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. I am Sarah Noble, a certified shamanic energy medicine practitioner, somatic embodiment coach, Akashic Record reader, spiritual mentor, and teacher of energy management and meditation. This podcast is born from my passion to help you reconnect with your heart and intuition. In each episode, you'll hear me channel guided spiritual information for a guest around a specific question or decision in their life. Afterwards, I break down the call so you can better understand how to connect with your own intuitive gifts, your spirit guides, and soul family. I will also give you practical exercises and tools that you can use to deepen your understanding of how to use this in your day-to-day life. Now, without further ado, let's get on to our caller. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. I have a really great call today around a really important topic and how it's connected to our intuition. And that topic is about intimacy and how that plays a role in our life and how we connect to our intuition. We talk about how this fear of intimacy is connected to our sexuality, to our creativity. We touch on our shadow and how that plays a role in connecting us more deeply with our intuition. We talk about how stories and beliefs get in the way of being connected to our true authentic self. And I also talk a little bit for intuitive readers about the importance of not allowing our own filter to cloud information as it comes in for our clients. And finally, we touch on past lives and how those play a role in us connecting to our intuition and being present in our life today. So thanks for being here, and I hope you enjoy my call with Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Welcome to the podcast. What's your your question today? My question today is why am I unconsciously resisting intimacy. It's just kind of something I've noticed that I've gotten into a way of being that I just don't even think about intimacy. Um, And I mean that in ways that's like not just sexually, but, you know, just closeness to others. And I think it's kind of normal for me, but I, I think it's also just feels amplified right now. It's not like I'm consciously choosing it. So that's why I say unconscious. Um, it's not like I'm saying, no, I don't want to be close to my partner or hug a friend. It's just that it feels like it's absent or gone from me. So when did you start to notice this shift? Because I'm imagining it wasn't always this way. That's a good question. I would say on some level, it's been this way the majority of my life, but when has it gotten to this? Um, (laughs) I'm laughing to myself right now because I'm like, as soon as you got happy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what I would say is that intimacy has been a different journey for me. Uh, It's had just a different journey. And and the part that most has changed has really happened when I got settled in my life and happy and content. So I would say over the last few years. And then you refer to it not just being sexual intimacy, but also 
is it safe to say sort of emotional intimacy in your significant relationships? Yeah, kind of all relationships, but yeah. What part of it bothers you the most not having it? I, it's interesting. It doesn't bother me. It's almost like an observation of like, oh, I used to be like this and now I'm like this. And it's also the realization of maybe other people don't feel that way. Like maybe other people like my husband or my family (laughs) would want to hug me or would want to be close to me or would want me to be emotionally open more. But me on my own, I'm just like, oh, hmm, that's different. So the image that comes through is Space Mountain at Disneyland or Disney World, actually. <laughs> you, have you been on the ride? I imagine. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you get into the, the little shuttle and you're going through that tunnel and all the lights start to go and there's this feeling of anticipation and sort of like, oh gosh, oh gosh, as you're climbing that climb before the first drop. And that's the image you're showing me in relationship to what you shared with me as far as this sort of, you know, withdrawal or this need for less connection with people, less touch, less intimacy. What does that image invoke in you? Mm, I have a long history of going to Disney World. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's interesting. I think that's how it used to feel. What comes up for me is that imagine Space Mountain with the lights on. I feel like I'm living with the lights on and the magic of the ride is unknown or it's known um, more than maybe in the past. It was like so exciting and it was dark and it was like you didn't know where you were going and what was happening. (laughs) You just kind of were on this ride. Mm Mm-hmm. And what comes up for me is just that present day, I feel like we're working on Space Mountain. Like someone turned the lights on and I just can see, oh, this is what it really all looks like. Oh, this is what it's really all about. Yeah. And so as you're talking, like the idea of safety is what was coming through. Like there's this part of you that possibly has a story connected to the unknown of of love like i'm uncertain where my love and belonging is going to come from and so there's this energy that comes up in that space like it's almost like it's an uncertain kind of unsafe space and so you're searching and you need it and you you're you're trying to be in it and then there's this other side of it now where the lights are on where you have the love, you feel more safe in the love. And there's the part of you that is, doesn't know how to deal with that because it holds a story that you have to be in this more unsafe space in order to allow that part of you to come forward. How is that landing when I say that? I'm shaking my head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering- Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you have a connection to what that story could be. So what comes up for me when you first ask that is just that intimacy, any type of closeness was 
a transaction. So I've done a lot of work in this area. It was very transactional. It was very like, I, I am close to others. I am intimate um, sexually as a means to receive something, love, close, safety, closeness, whatever. Like now I'm in a new way of being where I'm in a stable relationship. There is a outpouring of feeling love constantly. It's different. Like it changed the way that functioned in my life is different. It's not a currency. I don't have to do that in order to be loved. Although I'm sure my husband's like, okay, but <laughs> I would still love to like <laughs> hold your hand and hug you and, <laughs> and all the other things. But I think in my own kind of way of being, it's like I powered that down because, you know, I thought like it was functioning and it was ignited by the need for something else, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. And they're kind of asking of you is, is there a way to relate differently to, you know, you use the word currency, like you, you're giving and receiving and that receiving wasn't necessarily in the past about, it wasn't coming from a place of wholeness. It was, uh, uh, there was a hole that you were needing to receive something to fill this hole and you're showing me now it as you're when you're on the other side, like that hole, you've you've filled it in a different way, in a beautiful way, because it's it's more coming from within than it is needing to have it filled from without. Yet, even though the hole has been filled, there's still a connection to sort of that underlying belief about what that intimacy means. And it feels like you kind of tucked it away because it it had a purpose in the past to fill this hole. And now you found a way to fill the hole and you've kind of put that part of you away. And it feels like it's a little bit still connected into that safety piece. Like, although you are living in a different space and you have these more fulfilling relationships, I still get this sense that safety is playing underneath why you are withdrawing. So it's, it's still playing out that pattern. Just now you've come at it from a different angle. So the safety piece underneath still is valid. And now you're just rerouting the story to be, okay, well, I don't need to, to give to receive now because I've received, but now I need to put myself into another pattern in order to make this part of me feel safe. Does that make sense? It does. And it, I feel I need to process some of that because it's like, yeah, that's, that's really interesting insight. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) in the midst of just kind of taking that in and um, feeling like there, yeah, like the question of safety, I think is constant. Um, and it does seem like it's just different now. What comes up for me actually right now in the moment is just, you know, the, the fear of, of losing what feels safe right now. So they're, they're showing at me like 
the lower part of your body and this idea of rootedness and this safety piece. Like I feel it in my third chakra. I feel it in my first chakra. Like there's this deep fear underneath of your actual safety. And that mm. can be perceived safety, right? Like it's not necessarily like I don't have a place to live. I'm fearing for my life. It's more a perceived safety as if it's like running in your nervous system underneath so as you are building this new life and you're creating all these things for yourself with this filling your container for you, it's like you're building it on top of a, a sort of shakier, I'm perceiving I'm not safe mm. at a real deep level. Like it doesn't necessarily even feel like it's part of your actual conscious waking mind. It feels as if it's underneath that. So when you say that, like what comes back to my mind is that like something I've been carrying for a long time, even though I'm in a stable, healthy relationship is this deep fear of being hurt. And I mean, this goes into just even me walking down the street. I, it's like I'm hyper aware of being vulnerable and being female and kind of all the stuff that comes along with that. Yeah. That is something I've been trying to reconcile with for a long time. And it feels like, like deep, like you're saying, kind of like primal, like kind of like, you know, on some level that you're vulnerable and that your strength like my, I don't want strong enough to fight someone off of me if they were going to get too close to me or cross a boundary, or if I'm in an intimate set situation and I cannot prevent it from going to a place that I don't want it to go to. So I think, you know, as you were sharing that, that's really like I would be doing a just disjustice to myself if I didn't speak to that piece. Yeah. And I, I hear you and I feel that, you know, it's, it's part of sort of the world we live in that there is this underlying, we're not safe in all situations. And what you're showing me, like the connection is that when you were, you know, in other intimate relationships where there wasn't this deeper love that you have now you didn't have to go to that vulnerable place. So you could be intimate because you were intimate at a, at a certain level. But now you've created these beautiful relationships in your life that are more stable and are safe, but you're having trouble getting down to that level now of because it's lower, it's more vulnerable, it's deeper. And so it's activating this sort of primal fear that runs underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that feels true. Yeah. Did you, and you, and you don't have to get into details, but at growing up, did you experience any trauma that might have sort of triggered this for you? What I will say to that is like what I'm aware of is just, I think being young, maybe a little too young and not knowing uh, how to deal with intimacy. 
and just different things and not knowing and, and it feeling um, uncomfortable and feeling confusing and definitely moments I wouldn't say I, I would say I was you know high school age and up but moments of feeling that this is not a situation I want to be in. And as you're, you know, you're saying that and, and I'm holding you close because I, I understand that you're, you know, what's coming through is this idea of shame around that and you holding on to this idea that you did something wrong or there's something wrong with you because of those experiences and that threading through into what you're, the depth that you're able to get to today in a relationship that has, is, is not like those relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can I support you from this point? Yeah, I feel like this has been really good to just get a little clearer about what was happening more on that subconscious level. And just maybe if there's any information coming through on kind of how I start moving forward, where I can start opening myself up more, more to intimacy in in any way, just even closeness, you know? Yeah. So this, this idea of being in your body, like, you know, how we're looking at, I was saying, I could feel it in my third chakra, my first chakra. And those are are very earthly related chakras Um, from the heart up is more our spiritual chakras and the heart down is about being here incarnated on earth. And so really being in your body and getting very familiar with your body, like having, they're even saying like allowing yourself to have a more compassionate relationship with your body and some work around that. And some energy work, clearing some of what is your um, unconscious is holding. It feels that it's not just related to this lifetime, especially how you were talking about, you know, being a female in a female body and um, feeling concerned about just your physical strength of being able to protect yourself. So that feels like that doesn't just belong to this lifetime. And then as far as actual things you can do is if you could have a conversation with your husband about this and see if he's open to, like I'm getting the idea, you know, you were talking about holding hands and maybe there's um, the visual that I'm receiving is just like you and he laying in bed or sitting on the couch and holding hands. And I see you kind of putting your hands together, like fingertip to fingertip and tracing each other's hands and just allowing yourself to be in your body, connecting with another body. And it's not a sexual thing, right? It's just allowing your energy to merge with his energy in a very safe, talked about container to just give your nervous system the opportunity to experience touch, experience energy exchange without there being a bigger picture or a bigger motive and allowing that container to just feel safe and sort of in a way like this idea of reprogramming your nervous system to allow those things to be safe and okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I like that idea. And they're, they're saying like, they're, you know, 
intimacy and emotional intimacy is about physical touch, but there's so much more than that. And communication is a very big part of emotional intimacy and using our words and finding safe situations that you can talk about what you're experiencing with people you trust and starting to have dialogues that allow you to, it's like this idea of it's stuck inside your body right now. And by talking about it and processing it with people that love you and are safe, that there's this like, almost like a purging type of uh, feeling that it needs to come up and out. And talking about it is going to help with that. I also, they're saying dancing, like just put on some music and dance. There's like this idea that there's things sort of stuck in your body that you need to move. And that's part of getting in touch with your body and having this deeper relationship with your physical body and allowing it organically to sort of come up and out. I see you singing. I see you dancing and shaking and just allowing energy to move. Yeah, I like that. Is there anything else that I can help you with at this point or need any clarity before we close? No, I think this has been a really good step in the right direction. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate your vulnerability. I know this can be a hard topic to talk about. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Jeanette. I'd like to thank Jeanette again for having the courage to bring such a deep topic to the podcast today. This idea of intimacy connected to our sexuality and our intuition is a very important one to address. After my call with Jeanette, I spent some time looking up statistics of people that are involved in non-consenting sexual situations. And the statistics were staggering, not just for women, also for men. And so this global wound that we are holding at such a level connected to our sexuality and therefore our creative, intuitive intelligence plays a big part in why we are so disconnected from our intuition. The second chakra governs how we show up in the world, not just sexually, but also as creators. When that part of our energetic system becomes muddled with shame and emotions around being in situations that were not supportive or that we felt uncomfortable in, this leads to a closing down of the part of us that allows our intuition to flow through us. In my own life, this has played a big part in my journey and why I was so disconnected from my intuition and anything creative. It wasn't until I began to address what had happened to me and began clearing my shadow that I was able to tap into the creative energy that flows through me. I feel that there's a conversation that we all need to have regarding the sovereignty of our body and that safe spaces are created to be able to speak of these things so that we don't hold the shame inside ourselves thinking that we're alone as we begin to have 
as we begin to find the courage to look at these parts of us that we've hidden away and we bring them into the light and we we process them and we hold them differently inside us, this changes the way that our intuition lives inside us. We live in a world of duality where things are opposite. So in talking about this idea of the shadow, and for those of you that are not familiar with shadow work or what it means to have our shadow, the shadow is that part of us that is the darker part of our emotions, the part of us that is about the things that have happened to us. Typically when we were younger, uh, things that were more traumatic, things that shaped our lives, shaped the way that we view the world and our beliefs about how the world operates. And it's not good or bad. It's it's more just, it's about energy and it's either more heavier energy, darker negative energy or lighter, more source connected energy. And so this shadow energy lives inside us until we decide to look at the parts of us that are hurting, till we decide to go into our pain and heal and love and find compassion for ourselves in those most hidden places and where we begin to speak out into the world the things that happen to us and we're no longer holding them inside us, imprisoning us. And so shadow work is a really big part of moving into your more intuitive self because as we let go of the shadow and the the heavier energy that lives inside us, our system actually starts to get lighter. And as our system gets lighter, this is where we begin to be able to tap into those higher frequencies and we start to be able to perceive and read information on a higher level, which is intuitive information, spiritual information that can now flow into our body because we're holding a clearer space for it. There's less for it to muddle through. There's less to cloud it, less to cover it. So... It takes courage and I honor you for that and for being here listening and for doing the work that it takes to be more intuitive, more connected to our spiritual self. Another thing that this topic lends into is the stories that Jeanette and I were talking about and how this shadow part of ourselves, this younger part of ourselves can create stories that protect us. And as we are running these stories or belief systems is another way to think of them, they're creating the reality. They're creating the things that we believe about the world and the way the world works. When we're young, things happen to us. And it's not always about what happened. It's really about what we make mean what happened. And from this space of what we made it mean is what we now believe about the world. And so when we can start to see our stories just as stories, we free up a whole part of ourselves that now can believe something different about the world. We spend so much of our lives being attached to our story and about what happened to us when we were younger and what happened in university and in our years after working and the things that happened to us and they define us. And we start to build a world that is built on these things that we believe. 
And if we can take a step back from that and be more of an observer of what has happened and what we're making it mean, we can have freedom from the space and become our unstoried self, which is a much brighter, bigger version of who we are. It's connected to the soul of who we are, our spirit, our love, our intuition. And this is the space. This is who we truly are. This is who we are born as before the world happened to us and we believed it. And one of the big stories you might be telling yourself is, I am not intuitive. I can't see my guides. I can't trust my intuition. Well, I challenge you. Is that a story that you're creating? Is that really true? Is there a different way for you to look at that? Because I really believe that you're a lot more intuitive than you are letting yourself believe. So the invitation to you is how can you step back from those stories you're telling yourself about the way you are intuitive and how can you shift and change that and maybe bring a little more light to it? What can you let go of to raise that vibration so that you can live more in the light and more in alignment with who you truly are? And before we move into a little bit lighter of an intuitive discussion I just wanted to say the word intimacy. I love the way that it has been broken down into the words into me you see, which really is at the heart of what intimacy is. It's where you allow another person to really see inside you, into your heart, into your soul, into the true version of who you are. And when we are in this space, when we allow others to know us fully, there's an amazing thing that happens when we let ourselves be vulnerable and really be seen. So I invite you to allow people to really know who you are at a deep, deep level and see how that changes your life. One of the things I wanted to talk about for those of you that are intuitive readers or aspiring intuitive readers is this idea of having a filter that information comes through. And an example of this in the reading today was where the image I saw for Jeanette was her on Space Mountain at Disney World. And I realized when that image came up that I had a story around what that meant. I had my filter got activated. As I noticed that happening, I shifted to asking her what it meant for her. Because it's not about what I know about Disney World. It's about what she knows and what her experience is. And so rather than get caught in my filter of what that image meant to me, it was important that I step out of that space and allow it to be her higher self that was bringing through the information. So that was an important moment in our call today that it became about her and not about me and what my life experience wanted to bring. And so I just offer this as a training moment in that it's really important as readers that we become more clear, we let go of that shadow, we work through our own stuff so that when we're reading for a person, the information is as clear and as pure as it can be and only related to them. 
Another piece of the reading that you might find interesting is I I oftentimes say they. (laughs) They say they are showing me. And I just wanted to clarify that for you in the sense that when I talk about they, it's about what Jeanette's higher self, her guides, her angels, her soul family is here with us as I'm reading for her. And so when I use the word they, I'm talking about her soul family. This is how I connect in with what her higher self is telling her. And finally, I wanted to touch on the idea of past lives as that came up in our call today and how this is connected to our intuition. In my work and in my life, I have come to believe that we are souls on a journey. We're so much more than just a human being. We're also a spiritual being, having a human existence. And from this space, we haven't just lived one life. We've come to earth many, many times in order to learn and grow and experience what it's like to be in a human body. I also believe we have lives in other universes and in other star systems. And as part of our journey here in this lifetime, we bring forward things from other lifetimes to heal. And for some of you, that might be an interesting topic to explore. You might not be quite there yet believing in reincarnation. However, as we are on this spiritual journey and as we connect more with our intuition and see how information flows into us, it's definitely something to begin to explore. And so allow yourself to open your mind to the possibility because everything and anything is possible when we believe that it can be. A topic that came up for Jeanette was this idea of safety. In my experience, so many of my students and clients struggle with this as well. It's an inherent part of our humanness that we don't have the ability to reset what is referred to as our fight, flight, freeze response. Every other animal in the animal kingdom has the ability to reset it themselves. However, human beings, we lose that ability at a very young age. And so there's a shamanic practice that I have learned that helps us to reset this fight or flight response. And so I've created a meditation that will help you reset this system. It can really help with stress and anxiety and create a calming sense inside your body when your nervous system just is allowed to rest, where it's not caught in this hyper state. And it just allows us to be able to really take a breath and relax. And so you can find a link to that meditation in the show notes. It's on Insight Timer. Also, for those of you that are interested in how I open and close my readings, I do have a video. Again, the link to that is in the show notes if you're interested in taking your intuitive journey a little further. And I'm also airing more meditations on my other podcast, Nourish My Soul, which is created to help you on your meditative and intuitive journey. So thanks so much for tuning in today. Again, I honor you and I'm so, so grateful that you are here on this journey with me. I send you so much love. Namaste. Thanks so much for tuning in today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could please leave a five-star review. 
as it helps the show to grow and assists me on my mission of having intuition be a part of everybody's life. For more information on reconnecting with your heart and intuition, head on over to my website, www.themoderndayintuitive.com, where you can listen to free meditations, sign up to be a guest on the podcast, learn how you can work with me in person, find links to my social media platforms, and much more. And a big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place by having the courage to look inward to develop your intuition.